Petersfield's Shine Radio. Hello, I'm Claire Venice. And I'm Geoff Lacey. We've headed north. To the village of Lys in this week's Peapod. If you love Petersfield. I love the square. The hangers. The open-air swimming pool. Lots of fun shops. Then the Peapod loves you. It's just a nice town. Everything Petersfield is in the Peapod. With Claire Venice and Geoff Lacey. Thank you for joining us in the Peapod. We've headed out north of Petersfield to Liss this week, where we find ourselves at the Liss Triangle Centre. We find out all about the goings-on at this busy central village hub and brush up our brass too. We'll also bring you a glimpse into the night sky for February with local astronomical expert Jeff Burt. The P stands for Petersfield. I can't believe that we live in such an idyllic place. The Peapod. Hello, Claire. Hello, Geoff. Lovely to see Lovely you. Lovely to see you. It's only been a month. It's been a month. It's been a month. And what a month we've had. We have. Well, you definitely Two have. weeks' worth of p- uh, panto. Yeah. How did uh, they go? How did that go? Went very well, actually. <laughs> uh, nice review in the um, Peaceful Post. Thanks to Paul Ferguson. Paul Ferguson. Thank you, Paul. <laughs> I he, see you still have your uh, Well, I've gone goatee. Hair. Yes, I got rid of the tash. I... Because I had a droopy tash. <laughs> Story of my life. Um, and I thought, let's straighten it up a bit because I thought droopy was a bit too much. Okay, so what are you going for now? But then I, I did it and then I looked at it and the good lady wife said, that's got to go. <laughs> it looked like something on the top of my lip, which I can't allow, I'm not allowed to say. So I've gone, with, I'm going back to goatee, actually, okay. Claire. Because I had it for art mm-hmm. and I, I think I rocked the look. You, I say is, so. this, is this a sort of winter thing that you might take I don't know. Don't, yeah. I think it makes me look thinner as well. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard that before. No, I know. <laughs> um, <laughs> but if you think so, Geoff, brilliant. In my Go head, it. it makes me look thinner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Marvellous. So have, you got, your, have, you, got, have you. you got your passports as we've come north of Petersfield? Yeah. <laughs> uh, it is quite strange because we're recording this on a Monday evening. Yes. Uh, in the car park. In the car park, yes. We 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 booked for seven o'clock. And we're at about half past six on Monday evening. We thought, why we're, not? We're, we're we're very busy people. Uh, let's get our bits recorded before they arrive. And here we are in the middle of this in the car park. And it's quite busy. It's quite busy. Gotcha. You might hear some might hear some uh, traffic in the background. But hey ho. <laughs> so Claire, well, how have you kept busy over the last month? I, I have been busy, and I am busy still preparing for Petersfield Seed Swap. Tell us more. Okay, so this is the second year of the seed swap that um, Steve Amos and I uh, decided to to organise last year, the first one. And this is the second year we're doing through the Growing Together podcast. Right. And it's bigger and better, um, which is brilliant. Lots more seed. Well, let's hope so. And more organisations involved. And it's being funded by the UK government through the UK Shared Prosperity Fund, which is brilliant it's going to be on saturday march the 9th here comes right. my shameless plug right at winton house on the high street from oh because it was half moon last year wasn't it it was it was we thought a more central location good idea would be a good idea and a saturday morning so that maybe people who are visiting the market or popping into town might just walk by and go mm. oh and what time is it it's from 10 until 2 uh, i might not be able to i might be working what, for that whole time well, I'd, I'd, oh, yes. yes. You might be. Might be. Never mind. I can Never save mind. some seeds for you, Joff. <laughs> Thank Let you very much. Let me know what you want to uh, grow this year. Yeah, well, that's it. Yeah. 
You never know. Never and there's know. some free workshops too. So Ooh. if you're thinking about growing some cut flowers this year in your garden or you want to plan your veg plot, yes. we've got a couple of free workshops too. Great. Very exciting. I'm Very really looking exciting. forward to it. Very exciting. So before we go any further, Claire, mm. two weeks ago we had the debut of Blake and Julie. Yes. Sounded really good. Well done to the pair of you. And in a couple of weeks' time, it'll be Phil and Laura. Brilliant. Love the expanding Peapod Love family. the expanding Peapod, Claire. And what else have you been up to? Just getting through January, I think. Like yes. a lot of people, it's a long month. It's a long month, isn't um, it? And, and we're in February, which is a longer month than normal, because <laughs> there's an extra day. Uh, we will find out why from yes. Jeff Burt later on in the people. Looking forward. To, I, I did the live read for that. Well done. Really interested. Do you want to explain what a live a read is? A live read is a little promo for the show. Yeah, Jeff is amazing. His knowledge of our night sky is incredible. Every month he sends through the written um, information for me to yep. read. And it's always really informative. I'm learning so much, actually, through him. So it's, it's a great little, little extra. And... Really excited news for Shine Radio starting this week. Stereo Underground, the legendary show that started on BBC Radio Solo 10 years ago and spread across the whole of the local BBC Radio network, is coming to Shine Radio. It's amazing news. It's it is, fantastic news. It's hosted by Richard Latto. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Um, he used to, used to do a show on a radio solo around local community radios, and we actually hosted a show, didn't we? We did, we did. They played a, a little bit of from the people, didn't they? They did. A couple of years ago. So, and it's now on, on other formats, but I listened to it yesterday while cooking the roast, <laughs> and it is a great show. If you like your 70s, 80s, 90s, rock, punk, indie type thing, you are... It's a treat. I tell you, there's some really exciting things happening at Shine Radio. It's going to be a good year. If you'd like to join us, we meet on the first Wednesday of every month at the Petersfield Museum from half past six. In fact, there's one happening this week, this Wednesday, the 7th of February. Correct. Yes, Claire. Come along. It's free. All volunteers are welcome. Half past six at the Petersfield Museum. We'd love to meet you. We would love to hear from you. So if you have a story you'd like us to cover or would just like to say hi, please do call or WhatsApp us on 01730 555 500 or you can send an email to team at shineradio.uk. Coming up, get your flugelhorn ready as celebrations are on the cards for a local brass band. Oh, I love a flugelhorn. But first... (laughs) In the centre of Liss is a thriving community centre called the Triangle Centre. Run by Liss Community Association, this welcoming hub is the centre of village life here. Offering a wide range of activities and events, as well as a friendly meeting place, let's hear more about the centre from manager Karen Finney. Hello, Karen, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. Now, we came here about two years ago. You did, yes. How has things changed since then? Um, Well, we were just... Post COVID, I think then. So stuff was with groups were just beginning to to come back to the centre. So I'm very pleased to say that 99% of the groups have now come back, and the classes are back up and running regularly. Our monthly, weekly, annual groups that come. Um, so yeah, we're we're chuffed because we're obviously back back to normal now as well. Oh. Normal as we'll ever be. <laughs> so how long has the centre been here in this? 25 years, or actually it's 26 years. We had a 25th anniversary last year. Um, so I believe it was 1997 uh, when it was converted from the school to being a community centre. And what kind of classes 
are held here. So we have a wide range of classes. We actually have one of the local preschools that come here every day and they use our hall and the annex. And then we have a mixture of classes from Pilates to yoga, Tai Chi, art groups. Um, We have ballet school comes here. We have the Horticultural Society that meet here regularly, the Historical Society, Listen Stitches. We have a forever young group, which is over 55s, who uh, put me to shame because they fly about the room. Is that one for you, Claire? One for you, Joe. (laughs) (laughs) Not there yet. (laughs) But we like dancing to that music on a Wednesday morning in the office. Um, Yes, so so we're chuffed. So everyone's come back. We also have people like the Village Club that come and meet here. So they're a group that meet, have speakers and um, get together. Uh, A slightly older people in the village who, who'd like to get together. So we're, we're pleased that we have young and old that come here and everything in between. So It sounds non-stop. Not only you have classes during the day and activities and things like that, you hold events in the evenings at weekends, is that right? We do. So as part of what we do, um, we're not part of any parish council, district council. We are independent. We're a charity. Uh, so we have to create our own funds through revenue bookings and also through fundraising and grants that we apply for. So the fundraising is done. Uh, we have a small team of uh, fundraising volunteers, events volunteers. And we do a regular cinema here, which... Uh, we're very proud of, I think we were the first that started doing it within the area. Um, and we like to think that the people who can't travel outside of the village to go to see a film will come to us. It's a nice, warm, welcoming environment. The tickets are just £6. Refreshments are here as well. It's a nice evening out. We've just done a film where we had 113 people that came. So there's obviously a need for it, which is what we have identified. And we're very pleased that people are still coming to our cinema. Uh, we also do things like the beer festival which we do every September. Uh, We're actually looking for a band, if anyone's interested. We have three bands already confirmed, but I'm looking for another another band, if anybody's interested. Uh, But that generally makes about £5,000 for us, which is fantastic. But we have a great day. We've got lots of local breweries that come in and bring their beer in. Um, We have quizzes. We have a film film festival, we have art exhibition, open gardens. We've also started doing film and food, which is just slightly enhances what we do at the cinema, but people can come out and have a meal and watch a film, which we're delighted about. So that's how how we do part of our fundraising. Are the majority of the users um, come to these evenings, are they... From lists, or are, you, are they coming from outside lists as well? They're coming from outside lists as well, because actually we have a facility on our website where people can book tickets online. Um, so, yeah, we and we spread our marketing, you know, with all the local villages. Uh, so it's important that people know what we're doing here, and they and they do come. So that sounds like it's a place you come, and you don't need to leave. <laughs> you have a cafe here as well. I'm going to hand over to Sue, because she's going to talk to you about the, uh, the coffee bar, because ah. she's our volunteer that runs the coffee bar. Sue, so, Sue come, come and join Sue, us. Come and join, yeah, join us. Nice to meet you, Sue. So how are you involved with the centre here? Well... I run the coffee bar, organise the rotors and everything that's connected with the coffee bar. And we also do a soup hub here as well, or a warm hub, I should say. But the coffee bar is open six mornings a week and we get all sorts of age groups in. The people from their events that are going on and different classes, they come and have coffee. We have cyclists, we have walkers, they all come through. Uh, Blenheim Court bring two or three down and there's another one that brings two or three people down with them. And the children come in from the preschool and sing to us on a Thursday morning. Ooh, tea and cake and singing, that sounds like a good thing. <laughs> and the main thing about it is the price that we charge. 
We are um, cakes are made by volunteers, all homemade cakes, and we still only charge a pound for a coffee, filter coffee or latte or something, and a pound for a piece of cake, and or toasted tea cake or cheese scones. They're here, you know, Monday to Saturday, really. And you have regular visitors each week. Uh, we do, yes. Some of them in every day. Are they? Yeah. I suppose as a, a local hub where you can come together, meet fellow villagers and just get out of the house and meet other people. It is very much like that. And I was just saying about the cinema that we're doing on a Sunday afternoon. And sometimes if you've got the right number of volunteers, we'll actually do cake on a Sunday afternoon. And the people who are coming there, the Sunday afternoon film now, is actually got subtitles. So that's actually quite an important thing that's happening. And that's appreciated by a lot of people. And this time of year as well, when it's cold, it's yeah, nice to have in. a warm space to come yeah. to, isn't it? So they have, they still have wine on a Sunday afternoon because we do wine and different things like that. But the, um, you know, they do enjoy the cake and ice creams, <laughs> ice creams, ice creams. Yeah, ice creams. yeah. yeah. So, Karen, so what have you got lined up for 2024? Uh, we have the beer festival planned for the 7th of September, and then we are looking at having a quiz towards the end of April. So uh, I'm having a comedy night here on the 15th of March, which is uh, tickets available online on our website. So um, I would say that at the moment we're undertaking a huge um, repair job to the front of the Triangle building, which decided it wanted to part company with the other side and started to move outwards and uh, the window lintel split. So... um, we're in the process of fixing that, but their front classroom is out of action until probably the middle of March. So we haven't firmed up completely what dates we're doing everything on the basis we're not sure when that classroom is going to be released back to us. But it's going to look fantastic when it's all finished and we've future-proofed the triangle because we've put big steel lintels in there now so they're not be moving anywhere or snapping at any time soon. So, uh that's Still the done. Triangle Centre. <laughs> <laughs> so, Karen, you've said that you've, you've got one of the rooms out of action. How have you compensated for that? Well, it's been a bit of a juggling act because obviously with one room out of action, we've had to move people around quite a lot. But I would like to thank the Alist Parish Council who have very kindly let us use the pavilion and the village hall to move some of our classes to during this time when the building is not in full use. So we are very grateful to them for, for offering us that um, provision. If someone was wanting to set up a class, are you still allowing people to set up classes? We, we, yes, we have we have gaps in the diary for sure. We're always looking for new new classes, new new things to happen here in the centre. Uh, you know, it's about actually providing the people in the village and surrounding areas with educational and recreational opportunities, which is which is what we're about, as well as obviously providing a safe space for people to come. Um, you know, uh, there's is coming to the coffee bar to have a coffee with friends. We, we like people to come in and we don't want them to be at home on their own. So so it's a very important part of what we do here. Now, Sue, I also understand you're part of Lis Horticultural Society. I am indeed. <laughs> That's once a month we meet and we do two shows a year, sometimes three shows a year. Uh, that has a huge following. We can have up to 90 people. Fingers crossed we're not going to get 90 tomorrow night because of the <laughs> we haven't got the full room. But uh, we have lots of guest speakers um, we have three outings a year. A coach is full every time, never a problem. 50-odd people go on the coach outings. Last year we had a wonderful holiday. I don't think we're going to do that this year, but we will do. It's just changing hands as who's going to organise the outings and the holidays. So that's a very, very popular. And that's people not just in lists. That is people who... I think the comment I have more than anything from everybody, and it doesn't matter whether it's horticultural or what it is, 
how friendly this is. We have walkers who come here from Petersfield to walk in our walking group. We have an awful lot like that. And you might have noticed in the coffee bar, just to one side, we've actually got a library. But it's a very simple library. There's lots of books, they get changed. You just put a little donation in. You can take a book away if you want to buy it, you can buy it. So that's there. And lately we've got jigsaws which are coming in and they've become very popular. So the other thing we've got here, of course, is the uh, Historical Society. Lissaria Historical Society, which in actual fact, that meets once a month as well. And they do different things. They will do, well, they've got the archives here. We've got the main archives for List up, upstairs. So anyone who wants information about who lived here and whatever it was, they find it through the archives. So that's quite a big thing. And that's Lissaria um, Historical Society. So that's just another of the little things that uh, are around we're involved with. So yeah. It's incredible what goes here, and it's wonderful to talk to you both to find out more. Thank, Thank you, you very, very much, much indeed. for that's joining all right. us. That's Thank all right. The P stands for Petersfield. It's a lovely area, lovely people, lovely atmosphere. The Peapod. A vibrant and active group in the village is the Lisp Band, comprising brass musicians from the area. The band plays at many events throughout the year. Lisp Band began in 1974 and it's celebrating its 50th anniversary this year. Here to tell us more about it is band member Mike Henry. Hello, Good evening. Mike. Good evening. Exciting year for this band. Uh, very exciting, yeah. We've been looking and planning this uh, 50th anniversary for about two years now. And um, I'm really pleased this here. We've got lots of events uh, organised, um, from local events to more sort of national events as well. So when do the celebrations begin? So our first engagement is in March, where we're hoping to have a civic, sort of civic reception in Lis, organised by the Lis Parish Council, where we're going to go to, along to one of their open evenings, and they're going to have a reception for the band and, and a thank you for the band for all the work it's done over the past 50 years. You're not just a band member, though, are you? You're the conductor? I am indeed. Musical director, I think the term is. <laughs> and or chef, chef d'orchestra, as they say in France. <laughs> so we actually performed together back in 2019. We did. Winton Players yes. and Liz Ban. Brassed off. Brassed off. Fantastic show. One of the highlights of my acting career. <laughs> because having played a brass instrument at school, it was great to work together. Yeah. Yep. So, no, it was, it was fabulous to be asked to play with Winton players. And um, like most brass players, we've all seen the film, and like many uh, people across the country, we've all seen the film, and it's so exciting. And then to do a live stage show with live music, with a full brass band on stage and in front of the stage, it was just, it was a pure delight. It was a, a highlight of our year that Is that year. the first time you've, you've done anything like that? Uh, it's the first time Liss Band has done something like that. I've done similar sort of projects in the past, but it's the first time Liss has done it. And um, to everybody in the band, they thoroughly enjoyed it. It was so exciting. It took a lot of rehearsing. Um, we're quite familiar with the music because the, the music is sort of taken from the uh, traditional brass band repertoire. So it didn't take too much rehearsal. What took the... Um, the majority of the rehearsal was, where, you know, the actual acting we had to do and be in the right positions on the stage, etc. But it was absolutely terrific. So since then, we've had COVID. Yeah. Uh, you're coming up to your 50th anniversary. Yeah. How have you kept busy over the last four years? Uh, well, COVID 
quietened everything down obviously with lockdown etc but as as we came out of covid we took the government rules which allowed us to meet uh with like a two meter spacing between us so we found larger venues um we also did uh, like, like most people we did activities online you know um a couple of videos online playing online sort of quizzes so we kept in touch during that period but as we came out and we were allowed the the rules were relaxed we were allowed to go into slightly larger venues we kept the two uh, meter distances starting a slow rehearsal in fact we moved out of the village of list temporarily up to board into a larger area and then fortunately as the as we came out of covid we came back to our home territory and started rehearsals on those weekly bases that must have been amazing because i remember during COVID, the lack of live music and when it came back, how wonderful it was to listen to that again. And so to be a musician, to be able to play to an audience once more must have been quite something. It was. Um, you d- you realise how much you miss not just the sound being produced by 25 players, but the camaraderie being having that connection in the same room and going through those going through the activities of rehearsing a piece of music music breaking it down break it into sections and then building it back up to produce a fantastic sound yeah so it was absolutely a thrill to once we got back onto our feet and I think we did that fairly quickly because everybody was so keen to get away from their teams and their sort of video calls and wanted to sort of meet people in person again so I think we we managed to come back together fairly quickly and start making that fantastic sound again so how many people are there in this band then at the moment so um we in a traditional brass band you have 25 players and extra percussionists but because this band is not a competition band uh we don't have to restrict ourselves so i think currently we have a membership of around 34 35 players including our training section as well um as i say if we were a competition band we would have to restrict those numbers to 20 25 actual physical brass players but we are very much set up as a community brass band and we encourage the numbers i mean in the past we've had numbers in excess of 40 actually 40 performing in the brass but in the main brass band itself that must sound amazing it's loud yes so i saw on social media you're doing lots of gigs over Christmas. How was Christmas for you? Uh, it was probably, in all the years that I've been conducting the band and playing the band, it was probably one of the best brass band uh, festive seasons we've ever had. And I think that was mainly down. I, again, it comes back to coming out of COVID, etc. cetera. Uh, people were just up for having a good time. I mean, it's so, we, you, we walk into a venue, it might be a public house, it might be a church service or something, and um, we strike up typical carols, you know, Hark the Herald Angels Sing, O Come All Ye Faithful, etc. All the carols that people used to sing at school, that they learnt when they were young, and the roof was just raised. You know, from, from the Bereton, uh, we had a Christmas carol uh, service in, in Bereton, which we do every year. It was absolutely fantastic. I think every member, every resident of, of Bereton came out. And it's beautiful because we start off outside the church with um, just under, a, by the pond, with a light, just one, a single light, the band playing outside. And then we do the second half inside the church and it was standing room only. And I can say that that standing room 
only went not just from Barrington, but we had a fantastic, uh, we did our own Christmas carol service in St. Mary's. And again, they were putting out extra chairs everywhere. And then all the, all the public houses that we're often asked to play in, everybody was just having a great time. I thought the band was loud or could be loud, but the audience can be louder. <laughs> <laughs> well, you mentioned the training programme that yeah. you do with yeah. this band. Yeah. Are you looking for new members? Absolutely. We're all, always looking for, we're always looking for um, um, new brass players um, and new percussionists to come and join, join the band. Because we're not restricted in numbers, we can have as many brass players um, as we like really so if there's anybody out there that used to play uh, an instrument or would like to learn we have a training section that rehearses on a Wednesday evening uh, would like to learn a brass instrument we have spare brass instruments please please come along we are the doors always open to any members particularly uh, well any any brass players call it players trombone players bass players horn players and particularly percussion players so yeah if you think oh I could add add something I'd like to join a vibrant fun great group of people then please please knock on our door now do you find a lot of your members played at school and just carried it through or do you or are there are there people who take up in a late in later years um I think it's a mixture uh, I think it's probably getting slightly different now uh in in maybe 20 years ago and previous to that the first 30 years of the band a lot of people were learning at school. Well, brass tuition and music tuition at school is is it tends to be put on the back burner slightly now. So it's harder harder to get tuition inside schools. Um, not everywhere. Some schools are very um, vibrant about it. But um, but so um, that sort of road into brass bands is sl slightly drying up. It's not completely dry dried up. But we have um, maybe people that. Um, their parents have played so there's a brass instrument in the house and they picked that up or that their friends play and they all come and join the band so that's another that's another entry level into the band and as I say because we have a training section we can take people from literally I don't know one end of a brass instrument from the other can you help me I'd really like to join and we've got a couple of players that recently just joined because they've got either children or friends in the band and they've never played before and they said oh Mike we'd really like to play so I found them some instruments handed it to them give some basic tuition and off we go well it sounds like you've got a really exciting <laughs> year coming up Mike thank you very much for telling us more about this band and, and have a great time celebrating your 50th anniversary thank you very much thank you Coming up, we discover why the month of February is a bit of an oddity. But before that, here's the What's On Guide to events taking place in and around Petersfield. The Peapod Events Guide. What's on in the Petersphere? Friday the 9th of February at 8am is a climate business networking event at Petersfield Museum. Saturday the 10th of February at Sage and Salt is a candle painting workshop from 10am until 11.30am. Tickets are £15 and can be booked via the Sage and Salt website. Friday the 16th of February at 6.30pm is Reclaim the Night, meeting at Older Hill Car Park. Events can be found on your doorstep. Step outside your comfort zone by joining this Dark Skies Festival walk to Reclaim the Night. You can sign up for this event by going to the Eventbrite website 
website. And on Sunday the 25th of February at Petersfield Festival Hall is a unique fair bringing vintage, antique and military dealers under one roof with a splendid variety of items on sale to suit all budgets. Entry is £2 per person and is an all-day event. And you can see full details of many more events like these in our online events guide. It's at shineradio.uk. If you're running an event, get it in the guide at shineradio.uk. The Petersfield Seed Swap is your chance to plant some ideas for your garden. Or on your allotment, Claire. Of course, Steve. We'll be there to help you pick up some inspiration and advice. And enjoy some specialist talks from experts. Helia Bowling will be in town to help you start a cut flower garden. And I'll show you how to plant an amazing veg plot. Plant some ideas with us at the Petersfield Seed Swap. It's on Saturday the 9th of March at Winton House in Petersfield Town Centre. And it's funded by the UK Government through the UK Shared Prosperity Fund. And you'll find more details at shineradio.uk. Happy gardening. Every month, local astronomical expert and amateur astronomer Jeff Burt brings a look at our unique dark skies with Skywatch. Voiced by Claire, hear why February is shorter than all the other months and why it sometimes has a leap day. Skywatch, your monthly guide to night sky events above Petersfield. Here's Claire Venice. Hello and welcome to Skywatch for February. 30 days, half September, April, June and November. All the rest have 31, excepting February alone. And that has 28 days clear and 29 in each leap year. February has always been a bit of an oddity. Why is it shorter than all the other months? And why does it sometimes have a leap day as it does now in 2024? Thereby hangs a tale. Ancient civilizations divided the year into months based on the moon's phase cycle. Indeed, the word month is related to moon. Nearly 3,000 years ago in the Kingdom of Rome, several centuries before the Roman Empire was founded, the calendar had only 10 months, running from March to December, and based on agriculture. To this day, September, October, November and December derive their names from the Roman numbers for 7, 8, 9 and 10. This left a gap in the early part of the year because there was little or no agricultural activity. The King of Rome then decided to add January and February to fill the gap and, to cut a long story short, February ended up with only 28 days. Not only that, there was a discrepancy in the calculations. The year isn't a whole number of days. There's an extra quarter day, making 365 and a quarter days for the Earth to orbit the Sun. This meant the calendar became increasingly out of step with the year until Julius Caesar added a leap day to February, once every four years, to allow for the quarter days. Unfortunately, the Julian calendar still wasn't accurate enough because the quarter days aren't quite a quarter. They're several minutes short. By the late 16th century, the accumulated error meant that the calendar was 11 days adrift from the year. Enough was enough, so the Gregorian calendar, named after Pope Gregory XIII, was introduced to put things straight by skipping three leap days every 400 years. There's still a tiny discrepancy measured in seconds, but it's nothing to worry about, so we don't need to convert to a third calendar. Now we've got all that sorted, let's take a look at the planets for this month. 
Venus has been the dazzling morning star since the end of last summer, but lately has been sinking ever lower in the pre-dawn sky. For the first half of the month, you might get a glimpse of the brightest planet low in the southeast, but after this, it will swing around its orbit to go behind the sun until the latter part of the year. The king of the planets, Jupiter, still dominates the Petersphere evening sky, outshining everything except the moon, and is visible until around midnight. On the 14th and 15th, take a look for the waxing crescent moon next to Jupiter in the west. Turning to the stars, this time of year is ideal to observe the magnificent winter constellation of Orion the Hunter. Looking towards the south on February evenings, you can't miss the winter triangle asterism, clearly marked by three very bright stars called Betelgeuse, Sirius and Procyon. Procyon is at the top left point of the triangle, while Sirius, the brightest star in the entire night sky, marks the bottom point. Betelgeuse is a red supergiant star at the top right point and also marks the top left of Orion. Orion's body is represented by an offset rectangle shape with a row of three stars at a slight angle in the middle representing his belt. Pointing down underneath the belt is a line of stars representing his sword. The tip of the sword is marked by the Great Orion Nebula, a vast swirling cloud of dust and gas in which new stars are being born. Betelgeuse is one of the largest stars known at over a whopping one billion kilometers across. That makes it about a thousand times larger than our sun and is variable, brightening and dimming at regular intervals. Astronomers believe that Betelgeuse is due to go supernova in an immense explosion. Whenever that happens, it might be this year or in a thousand years, Betelgeuse will briefly appear as bright as the moon. If this happens in our lifetimes, imagine going to a supernova party under the light of an exploding star. That's all for this month, but there'll be plenty more to look out for as we progress through the year. Until then, clear skies and happy stargazing. Shine Radio Skywatch is written by Jeff Burt and read from under the dark skies of Langrish by Claire Venice. Hear all our dark sky guides at shineradio.uk. And so we come to the end of this week's Peapod. Thank you for joining us. Thank you also to all our guests, our editor M. Sefton-Smith, and of course, the Shine Radio team. So from Joff and I this week, bye. bye. The next station is Shine Radio. Hi, it's Richard Latto here, bringing you the legendary Stereo Underground every week here at Petersfield Shine Radio. It's an indie and alternative heaven right here every Thursday night. Stereo Underground with Richard Latto is now arriving at Shine Radio, Thursday nights from 10. Mind the gap, please.